Welcome to the Wrestling House Show. My name is Chris, and the last time I came to you with a Wrestling House Show mini episode, I brought you the seven matches that you need to see from New Japan Pro Wrestling's New Japan Cup 2020. You can, of course, find that episode on cnjradio.com, but I bring it up now because in that episode, I mentioned that I've been watching a lot of Japanese wrestling lately. I've been watching, of course, New Japan, but I've also been watching Stardom. I got into Stardom in 2017, right before Kairi Hojo left the company to join NXT as Kairi Sane, and though I've watched a lot of Stardom over the years since then, I haven't always been able to watch as much as I want. But all that changed when I freed up my wrestling viewing schedule by mostly cutting out a certain American promotion that puts out like 9 hours of television a week. So this year, in 2020, I've been diligent and I've seen every single show that Stardom has produced. I love Stardom and I want to share that love, so in a move that's been a long time coming, today I bring to you my first Wrestling House Show Stardom Wrap-Up Minisode. So that name may change, but what I want to do today is to give you a basic overview of what happened in Stardom over the past few weeks. I'll go over some of the major developments, some of the main storylines, get you up to date on all of the title situations, and let you know the best matches that you need to see from the past few weeks. This may become a monthly thing, or it may work better just to pick a block of shows to talk about, even if it doesn't take up a full month, or if it's more than a month. The main point is, if you've never seen Stardom before, or if you've missed some shows, I can help guide you to the best matches and get you caught up so you know what's going on. And if you're a big, huge fan of stardom like me, then I'd love to start some conversations about what's been going on. You can tweet me at House Show and tell me how right or wrong my opinions are, but enough with the explanations. Let's get to the wrestling. If you are a fan and follower of stardom, then you know it's been a rough year. On top of the ongoing worldwide pandemic that necessitated a hiatus of stardom shows starting in March, there are multiple wrestlers that we'll no longer be able to see in a stardom ring. Kagetsu, Leo Onizaki, and Arisa Hoshiki have all retired this year, and the heartbreaking passing of Hanakamura in May shook the pro wrestling world in ways that will be felt for years. There were some really dark times for the stardom wrestlers and their fans, but there was also hope. After about three months of staying home and staying connected via social media, stardom was finally able to put on a show on June 21st. That show was called Stardom Is Again, and it took place in Stardom's home base in Tokyo, Shinkiba First Ring. Now, I'm not going to talk about every match on that show, or any other show that I discuss here in this episode. Talking about every match would defeat the purpose of this being a summary, but if you do want to know the results of every single match from every single show this year, as well as my brief thoughts about all of it, I've done a write-up for every Stardom show in 2020, and you can find them all on cnjradio.com. But I do need to talk a little bit about Stardom Is Again. As I said, this was the first show back from hiatus, but more importantly, it was the first show back after Hanukkah death. It had been less than a month since her passing, and as you might expect, the show started in a somber way. The Stardom roster stood at ringside, surrounding an empty ring. Hana's picture was up on the screen, and everyone stood in silence for a ten-bell salute. The roster then quickly headed to the back, but Jungle Kiona entered the ring. Kiona is in the unit called Tokyo Cyber Squad, and Hana Kimura was the leader of the group. Kiona and Hana had become close friends in and out of the ring during their time together, so Kiona was taking Hana's death harder than most. In the ring, Kiona spoke briefly, saying that she wanted to compete on this first show back, but that she's not quite ready. 
She asked for the fans to wait for her, and she will return to the ring soon with a passion and a heart even stronger than before. It was a touching and tough moment, and I think it was a respectful way to start the show. Stardom Is Again wasn't necessarily a tribute to Hana, though. It felt like it was more about reintroducing everyone to the new environment stardom and every wrestling promotion around the world has to exist in now, but it was clear that Hana was on everyone's minds throughout the night. The other members of Tokyo Cyber Squad all won their matches in good performances, and Rina, the youngest member of the group, even paid tribute to Hana with her moveset. Hana had taken Rina into kind of a mentorship role during their time together, and the two had obviously become close. Rina even wears gear inspired by one of Hana's previous looks. Rina is usually in opening matches, and being tied for the youngest in the company along with her twin sister Hina, she often loses. But at Stardom is again, Rina won in a three-way match, and she used Hanakamura's finisher, the Hydrangea, which is a kind of modified ground octopus hold. You could see the emotion on Rina's face after the match, and I thought it was really touching. The rest of the show was good, but again, it was kind of a reintroduction for fans, and it was probably used as a reintroduction to in-ring action for the wrestlers. I don't know how much they were able to train during Stardom's hiatus, but I would assume it wasn't very much. Nothing super important happened on the show as far as storylines go, so I'm going to go ahead and move forward. Stardom is Again was the only show in June, but there were six shows in July. They had two Karakuen Hall shows among those six, which is a little unusual. The Karakuen Hall shows are usually once a month, and they're the big super cards with multiple title matches where storylines usually come together. But for whatever reason, they had two in July, so that's cool. I think from here, in the interest of time and efficiency, I'm going to talk about the entire month of July by talking about the different title situations. Every storyline seems to cross one of the titles at one point or another, so I think this will be the best way to tackle everything important that happened during July 2020 in stardom. So I'll start with the easiest title to talk about, the SWA title. Why is it easy to talk about? Because nothing happened with it in July. The SWA title is a championship that is open to anyone, but the challenger has to be from a country different from the country that the title holder is from. It's an interesting concept, but it often results in the title being rarely defended. Jamie Hayter is the current SWA champ, but since she is unable to enter Japan right now, the title was not defended in July. So there's no story there, but that does lead me to the next title. Jimmy Hayter was also one half of the Goddess of Stardom champs alongside B. Priestley. The Goddess titles are Stardom's two-person tag titles, and Hayter and Priestley won the titles from Konami and Jungle Kiona before the hiatus. Their next challengers were set back in March when Saya Kamitani, the newest member of Queen's Quest, suggested that she and Utami Hayashishita challenge Hayter and Priestley for the titles. Priestley was like, yep, yeah, sure, whatever, because Kamitani has been wrestling for less than a year, and she does tend to lose a lot, even though it's pretty clear they want to do something with her, but Priestley just didn't take the challenge seriously. But then the world fell apart, and since Hater and Priestley can't enter Japan to defend their titles, they were stripped of the Goddess of Stardom Championships in July. Now, Hater and Priestley are members of the Oedo Tai unit, so you might think that another pairing from that group might get a shot at winning the titles. But no, that did not happen. And that was just one piece of a larger story of Oedo Tai having a really bad time of things since Stardom came back. But more on that as we go. 
For the goddess titles, Kamitani and Hayashishita did get the match that they were promised, and they had to face the team that were champs prior to Oedo Tai, who were, like I said, Kanami and Jungle Kiona. Hayashishita and Kamitani ended up winning the titles in a good match, but it did feel a bit anticlimactic to me. I'm not mad about the new champs, I like them both, but it almost feels like they're just holding on to the titles until they figure something else out, like possibly Hater and Priestly returning, or other members of Oedo Tai deciding that they want the tag titles back in their group. But Saya Kamitani actually challenged for a second title in July, she challenged for the Future of Stardom title. The Future of Stardom title is a championship open to any member of the roster who is under 20 years old or with less than two years pro wrestling experience. Like the SWA title, I think it's a neat concept, but it's another title that isn't given a whole lot of importance in regards to timely defenses. Utami Hayashishita was the former champ, but she vacated the title back in February to focus on other things. Plus, I think she was getting pretty close to the two years experience cutoff anyway. So the future title was vacant going into July, and on July 17th at Stardom Explode in Summer at Karakuen Hall, Saya Kamatani challenged Saya Ida of the Unit Stars and Mika of Dona Del Mondo. The match they had for the title was called a Tomoe Sen Battle, and the rules are interesting. So two out of the three people compete in a one-on-one -on -one match while the third person waits outside the ring. Whoever loses the match leaves the ring, and the person who was waiting goes in and challenges the winner. Then this process repeats as many times as it takes for one person to win two matches back-to-back. -back. I wouldn't want to see this stipulation all the time, but it's a neat enough concept. The match was good, not great, but Micah came out on top, and she is the current Future of Stardom champ. That made Micah a double champ because she was already one-third of the Artist of Stardom champions. The artist titles are Stardom's trios titles, and Donna Del Mondo won the belts from Queen's Quest back in February. So, Julia, Shuri, and Micah started July as the artist champs, and Oedo Tai, consisting of Natsuko Tora, Natsu Sumire, and Saki Kashima, earned a title shot the same night that DDM won the titles. Oedo Tai finally got their artist title match on July 23rd during the Cinderella Summer Tour. I like the match, and these are easily my favorite two units in stardom, but as I said before, Oedo Tai has had a very rough summer. Their artist title match happened after they had already found out that Hater and Priestley had been stripped of the goddess titles, and Oedo Tai had a very strong sense of not caring about pretty much anything. So despite the fact that Saki Kashima had pinned Julia in a tag match just a few nights prior, and despite putting up a good fight on this night, the seemingly unstoppable Dona Del Mondo retained their titles that night. And yeah, I really like Dona Del Mondo a lot, but I've been a huge fan of Oedo Tai pretty much since I started watching Stardom, so I was torn in that match. But DDM is on a mission to collect title belts, and I'm not mad about it. Julia would go on for singles gold in July in what was probably the most interesting story in stardom throughout the month. Arisa Hoshiki was the wonder of stardom champ when 2020 started, and I absolutely loved watching her wrestle. She was one of the best, but during stardom's hiatus, we found out that she had to retire due to nagging injuries. So that was another vacant title, but it seemed pretty clear who the frontrunners for being the next wonder champ would be. Tom Nakano of the STARS unit is good friends with Arisa Hoshiki, and she'd been talking about making a promise to Hoshiki about winning the title and protecting it. 
That was Nakano's mission, and she became rather obsessive about it. Nakano is usually very bubbly and happy, but Julia has been making waves in stardom, and Nakano does not approve of that. Nakano and Julia's feud spread throughout social media during the hiatus, and it picked up in some very heated exchanges whenever they were near each other, whether that was in the ring or away from it, and including a scuffle at a bikini photo shoot for the Bikiniing 9 magazine, which I saw on Twitter. So it seemed clear to everyone that Julia and Nakano would fight for the vacant Wonder title, but Stardom decided to make a small tournament out of it. Julia would face Konami, and Nakano would face Natsuko Tora. The winner of those two matches would then fight for the title. It was a surprise to no one when Nakano and Julia made it to the finals, but I think the matches they had prior to facing each other really hyped up the title match in a really good way. There were now even more emotions involved, and in the Wonder of Stardom title match at Karakuen Hall, Julia and Tom Nakano delivered a great fight. I really recommend you watch that match if you haven't seen it, and because of that, I'm not going to tell you who won. You might already know, but even if you do, that match is really, really good. And that leads me to the final segment of this show. This is the time where I list the best matches from the month that you need to see. But wait, you might say, there are still two titles that you didn't talk about. And my response to that would be, yes, I know. And the reason for that is those titles are on this list. But I'm going to save those a little bit. Before that, like I said, the first match you need to see is Tom Nakano versus Julia at Karakuen Hall during Cinderella Summer in Tokyo on July 26th. It's a great match and a great culmination to their very personal and interesting feud. They're clearly not done with each other yet, but the match definitely felt like a chapter was closed. The next match you need to see took place on July 17th at Karakuen Hall during the Stardom Explode in Summer show, and it was Julia versus Konami. This was the match that led directly into Julia vs. Nakano, and again, I think this match really prepared us for the title match as much as it prepared Julia. Konami likes to kick a lot, and she kicks really hard. Tom Nakano also likes to kick a lot, so even though I would never call a match against Konami a warm-up, the style that Julia had to contend with in this match definitely helped her get ready for Nakano. The next match you need to see happened on July 11th during the first night of the back-to-back -back Stardom New Summer shows. It was Starlight Kid vs. Shuri, and I thought this was one of the most interesting matchups from the month. Starlight Kid is small and quick, and she does a lot of flying around the ring, while Shuri is taller, more experienced, and likes to ground opponents with her technical ability. I wouldn't say that this was the most competitive match of the month, especially after a while, but I love the contrast in styles displayed here. Plus, I think both Shuri and Starlight Kid are great. Speaking of which, the fourth match you need to see is Starlight Kid challenging for the high-speed title in a three-way match against Azumi and Riho. That match took place on July 26th at Cinderella Summer in Tokyo, and it was incredibly fun. Riho won the high-speed title sometime last year, and it was always great seeing her at stardom shows. Azumi and Starlight Kid have a super fun rivalry, and adding Riho to the mix just made it all that much better. It wasn't a very long match, because it's called the high-speed title for a reason, but yeah, definitely check this one out. The fifth match you need to see took place on the second night of the Stardom New Summer shows on July 12th, and it was a non-title three-way match with Momo Watanabe, Konami, and the World of Stardom champion Mayu Iwatani. Iwatani has been looking for challengers for her title off and on throughout the year, and Konami and Watanabe always seem to be near the top of her list. 
They showed why they should always be in the title conversation in this match. Nothing was settled on that night, but it was very fun to watch. And that leads me to the sixth and final match you need to see, which was the World of Stardom title match from July 24th at the Cinderella Summer in Nagoya Show. Jungle Kiona had challenged Iwatani months ago, and she finally got her shot in July. As I mentioned near the top of this show, because of Kiona's relationship with Hanakamura, she had been through a lot, and her journey getting back to action was more emotional than most of the other wrestlers. Kiona made a point to say that she didn't want anyone's pity, though. She would prove in her challenge for the world title that she was getting this opportunity because she deserved to be champion. I think she definitely proved that in this match. So, those are the six matches you need to see. The best overall show was Cinderella Summer in Tokyo on July 26th, so if you're only going to watch one, watch that one. But there really was a lot of great wrestling throughout the month. Next up for stardom is the 5 Star Grand Prix, which as of this recording starts this weekend. And if you're familiar with New Japan's G1 Climax, it's the same deal. It's a two-block round-robin tournament with the winners of each block facing each other in a one-on-one match to determine the winner. I plan to watch all of it, and I plan to talk about a lot of it. The format may change from this show, but I'm just kind of testing how something like this works and how people like it. Let me know what you think of this show, good, bad, or indifferent. Do you watch Stardom? Are you interested? If you weren't interested before, did this help in any way? You can let me know by tweeting me at Show on Twitter or heading over to the Wrestling House Show on Facebook, which you can find linked from cnjradio.com. And keep an eye on cnjradio.com because I plan to do more of these mini-shows, more lists of the best matches from New Japan, Stardom, and maybe more stuff down the road. And of course, Joey and I have our ongoing Super Show retro reviews, all of which you can find on cnjradio.com. But that's all for now. I think I need to go catch up on New Japan's Summer Struggle Tour, or maybe the latest AEW show, or I don't know. I've got a lot to watch, so I'm going to go get to it, and I'll talk to you later. Bye.